Welcome back to About Effing Time podcast. Uh, thank you for subscri- subscribing. I can't even get my words out. Andrew and Adrian are here. You are in Howdy. our inner sanctum Howdy. sanctuarium, and um, we're so happy. We, we are. are happy. Man, it feels good to have you guys on board, because this this little group is growing. It's a really is it, nice... Is Tell me. Yeah, man. You're so not we, sharing we, the numbers. I just enjoy... Yeah, yeah you guys can't <laughs> see it ticking up, can you? <laughs> not at all. Yeah, so, so we're at 170, about 170 uh, That's subscribers. That's insane. And it's it's just a really nice, steady, uh, just last ticking time along. I think it was seventeen. I think we yeah. had, we was we were high fiving that we had seventeen. And and then we mentioned it on <laughs> on the live stream, and and then the, it just uh, it just well, it's not exploded. But what what I like is uh, the tight knit group that we have going on mm-hmm. here. And it's I, I remember when I started a, a Facebook group, and it, that first two hundred people joining the facebook group was lovely it's such cool it's it's now thirty five thousand. and it's not quite the same i was feeling good about 170 briefly <laughs> <laughs> um tell me uh what is on your wrist tonight i have my my trusty uh relics explorer 2 i must admit i've literally just put this on because i have been religiously wearing my relics explorer i have i don't know if i've mentioned it in um a podcast with you guys but there's a, a company you know, called Resteel who have just launched a little micro adjustment that yes. completely changes and ah. it's beautifully engineered engineered and built in england uh, and it just completely changes that crappy old um rolex bracelet and you can just now on the fly just have that little extension that's one of the things that i, I disliked about so what's the change about the fit for you it it just means that when you're walking around, I, I I don't like my watches overly loose, but I like them. I don't know, comfortable. Just, yeah, comfortable. Mm. And what I hate about the old Rolex bracelets is that if you just get a little bit hot, let's say you jump on the tube in London, suddenly your wrist expands, and then your watch is too tight. Uh, and so this this little bracket just allows you to uh, basically open up and add another five millimeters to the bracelet, just like the Easy Link that we have now in Rolexes. This allows you to retrofit that to a Rolex wow. bracelet and a Black Bay Fifty Eight, and and so on. So it's 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 just a really cool, very simple. It's it's a simple ad, ad adjustment. And it's a simple concept, but actually the engineering and the the level, the level of quality that these guys have managed to get, highlights how it isn't actually simple. Uh, the concept's simple, but the execution makes it complex. Well, it's uh, taken this long it. for someone to do it, so I think. Oh, that, exactly. That, that yeah, shows good could you could you explain it in five seconds, like how it works? Because I'm trying to picture it. Is it like a little metal thing that fits somewhere? Is it is it an so actual? So you basically have to r- remove the the last half link from ah, your your bracelet, and then you uh, this then replaces that. But the good thing is, you obviously don't want to add a a, a badly engineered piece of metal to a very nice watch, be yep. it a Black Bay Fifty Eight or Rex or whatever. Uh, and these guys have have actually done a, a better job than Rolex would have done. So it's it's, wow. it's really and how much is it? You've sold it's about one hundred ninety. No, I think it's ninety-five. Shit, I should have, should have checked. It's it's a, it's either <laughs> it's either a one before the nine. It sounded like we're advertising, and then we'd realise that we haven't got the advertising there. So yeah, um, they, they can pass uh, the script. You can tell that this is not uh, supported. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Andrew, what is on your wrist today? I'm having a bit of a reunion. Oh, oh, my, okay. The president's watch. Yeah, my night surfer watch. Yeah, I, I got so excited about a story. That Zach published this week. And there's that watch spotting dude, Nicoloy, 
who forever yeah. is is spotting things first. He during the week sent me some pretty exciting pictures from the NATO conference with all the world leaders. And what do you know, old mate? Um, I always get his name wrong. Um, Kyriakos. Let's just call him by his first name because we're friends. We're watch buddies. Uh, Kyriakos was wearing this, so yeah, it's just made me. Look at it freshly yet again, and uh, that is the Zenith Defy Night Surfer uh, on the wrist to skeletonized gradient blue watch. What about you, Georgie boy? I fished out of um, out of a safe. Uh, um, my and I can't say it right, so Andrew, if you want to say it right, um, I'm the wearing Ploplof. Um, plongeur I... professional is it's a contraction of two words. Uh, I think French. It's a French word. Plongeur. Do you think he may have been on the Omega kind of? Uh, <laughs> Payroll. Yeah. Oh, uh, press sorry. Trip. What, 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 uh, press trip. <laughs> they both um, start with P. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it, it starts with P in some ways. Um, okay. Look, um, I'm wearing a vintage one. Um, Gorgeous thing. I just oh, keep on George. looking at and going. Describe uh, it. Please describe that in pornographic what detail. What size is that, George? Because that, that doesn't, it doesn't look ridiculous. It looks. Yeah, but you keep on remembering that my wrists are actually quite big. That's yeah, the they weirdest are, thing. Actually. Well, you're a lucky chap because that looks fantastic. If I'm not wrong, that looks like a 70s model, potentially even an early 70s model, because it's they were much smaller back then. They're actually, and that's the size of the new one, Adrian. So the new one is oh, much really? smaller. Is that from yeah. the 70s, George? It is, yes, isn't it? Yes, it's from the 70s. Firstly, yeah. it's got a beautiful blue aged dial. I'm going to mm. bring it up to the screen. Oh, really? um, yeah, I mean, cool. It has this ridged mm, back. Yeah, that's cool. And mm. same on the uh, on the strap. And For the your thing is, I found. Pleasure. But I've also no. It's actually to fit on a wetsuit to uh, so Stop then it, it doesn't slip around. slip around on a wetsuit. And yeah, that was yeah. what I always loved about this. I also loved how the crown was. I know that you were describing of how beautiful the crown is and how it all connects. But I actually think this is the purest form of of the watch. So anyway, and the orange I, the orange um, button is just luminescent, and the orange the orange button. It's so bright. It's well, it's a red red button with an orange yes. orangey red hand. That's so it's cool, it's totally man. like if you describe it, everything is wrong about it. But actually, mm. it really works. And it's also a chamfered bezel. That's the wrong way bezel. So <laughs> it actually chamfers away from your hands instead of where it should be, kind of coming out. Oh, but yeah. it works. Everything works about it. And there's talking about Andrew, uh, sorry, Adrian, and your strap obsession. There is a, a company that does rubber straps for this and i am literally just is it isoframe uh, isoframe there we go they're the best and they, they do the an, a bright orange strap for this mm -hmm. um that i've just ordered um it's on a black original strap that says omega omega but i'm putting the isoframe on it and i can't wait to have an orange strap it's it's going to bring that love of this watch back after you and i had that I chat that. can i just say one thing about the play prof because you've got me all fired up now george the, the one thing i did learn on that press trip that I just think is such a fun fact about the Ploprof is it was never designed really for for civilian use or, no. or for non-professional use. So they actually didn't even bother having a watch designer work on the project. They just said, look, just let the engineer do it. Like it just has to be functional. We don't care about how it looks. We don't care about ergonomics. We don't care about aesthetics. It just has to work. So, like, stick that there, stick this here, make it this shape. So, the reason it's just so extraordinarily ugly um, and yet somehow cool is because a designer, a watch designer had nothing to do with it, which I think is a cool fact. It is form-following function or function-following form, and it is so amazing. Um, and I kind of like it because it's like the ultimate pool watch. 
Um, you know, I, I, I'd love to say it's that... It's going to copy Paul. It's going to be absolutely fine with whatever you throw it in the pool. No, it? I know. But you know what I mean? It's like, you can imagine... Well, I know I take this off for the pool because I'm like, I wouldn't dare take this in because it's not totally watertight. Yeah, and I'd love to say it the is gaskets are probably... Old gaskets, yeah. yeah. We have replaced everything, but sometimes, I don't know, it's, it's can, one of those Can I get things. you to do one thing, George? Can you unscrew the crown and see if it has that little orange ring no, it on the... It doesn't. It doesn't, but I will, I'll unscrew have it. Have you all. heard about this, Adrian? When you unscrew no, the no. crown, it, it, it tells you the crown's unscrewed because there's a little orange ring there that visually shows you that the no. crown is undone. All right. So you cannot miss it. This you can see that the crown's undone. Mm. You know, George, that that is that is a crispy case. Is is that like new old stock? Is that what, what is? What's the story? Well, I would say to you is you say it's a crispy case. I think it's the crappy camera. Um, oh, I right. have beaten the hell out <laughs> of this watch, and I I used to wear this religiously. This is one when I used to go to flea markets and trade in flea markets, and and I remember seeing one of these and picking it up for nothing and. Just anyway, I, I'm digressing. That we could do a whole of, episode on the Plofroff, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, look, jumping on, this is meant to be our viewers' questions uh, mm-hmm. or listeners' subscriber questions. Subscriber questions. Subscribers subscriber, only. Subscri- Paid only. Subscriber questions, but this is questions. So I'm jumping over to my fellow rock star, Adrian. Um, and I thought you were going to say favorite co host. Then, but you, you didn't. Oh, don't choose sides, guys. Oh, 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 oh. Look, I even have a t shirt that says lover, not not hater. Okay. Uh, so look, um, I'm going to describe George's t shirt. It's the Land Rover logo, but imagine it with the A N D crossed out on the top line and the R crossed out on the second line. So it just says lover. Oh, yeah. It's a very, very clever play, isn't it? It's very so clever. cool. It's uh, a friend of mine from uh, New York. Anyway, uh, can I ask Adrian for our first question? This is going to be- a- We don't know these questions, do we, George? We've no. been given nothing. So so I've, I've I've reached out to you guys, you, you beautiful people who have subscribed, and, and asked you if you have any questions for us, watch-related, uh, about watches, the watch world, or us, or anything else that, that you feel is uh, of interest. And Amit's come in quite strong here with whether that is killer robots or zombie hordes, what would be your ultimate end of world watch to assist you to assist you in defeating the enemy? Assist us. Wow. wow. It's it's, so it's assist, part of your tool. It has to be like a weapon as well. <laughs> oh, like that's this. a good point. Yeah. Is it is this the tool in which we bash the robots or mm. Jeepers. That's, that's, so that's a good strong, question. Has um, anyone got a prepared answer? Yeah, I so I, I've, 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 got a, I've had a, a, a second or two to, to, to think about Yeah, you about read this. this before us, so arsehole. So my, 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 my initial thought was to go in with something really robust, something simple that would, that would last for decades until some kid comes along and can rebuild watches. And so initially I was going to go with something like a no date submariner, a very, very simple uh, movement, uh, very strong watch and something that's reliable. But when we think about killer robots and needing to defeat the robots, the likelihood is we're going to need to have something that can withstand an epic amount of magnetism. Or magnetic field. Oh, good point. And so that has to go. But I still want simplicity. 15,000 Gauss minimum. 15,000 Gauss from Omega. And it we are have such to be, geeks, by the way. 
it would have to be the Omega uh, Seamaster, the No Time to Die, because that's the time only. <gasps> and on a NATO strap, which is significantly uh, uh, more um, better fitting for, for something like a war, because a bracelet, if the spring bar breaks, it's the uh, game over. So yeah, I'd, I'd have a, an Omega No Time to Die, and it's also just a fucking hot watch. Yeah. Um, and it's, it just seems like if, an Omega if, heavy... If- if you had uh, to like, pull any chicks, I mean, no, let's just let's not talk about that. But if you still had to impress anybody, in you know, you're not having business meetings in the apocalypse or going to nightclubs, <laughs> but you know, you might meet another watch guy, and they'd be like, "Nice choice, dude." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where if, if you're wearing a submariner, they wouldn't know if you're a watch guy or not. But I, I feel like the the the, the Omega Seamaster is is pretty pretty rock solid. If you're gonna have to, I mean, it's epically overpriced i think that watch is nine thousand pounds which is mm-hmm. uh, a moronic price for for a watch of of that caliber um but the, i just um, love these off off channel chats i love them <laughs> 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 they're getting to be channel though when we get to i don't know it's 170 i still feel like this is a pretty private club <laughs> oh, this, well, this is the, the best and, club and have you guys uh, george i feel like you're wearing a pretty good end of world yeah do you know well i actually designed one that was my apocalypse watch was my aqua racer with tag Heuer titanium Mm. that was my robust kind of like knock around beat the hell out of that was my kind of end of world watch so i i I think i designed one already that i thought was in that place then you know recently with the chopard desert racer so i i kind of think on each of the watches i've always kind of circulated or kind of being around this world, I look at the Prowplof and I'd say to you, yes, that would be one of the end of world watches. I think it's one of those, which would be your last one in your collection that you'd go, could I wear for every event or anything? And I keep on going back to something like the Aqua Racer and go, yeah, it's a robust, it's, it's, it's timeless, it's ageless, it's, it, it, it's everythingless. It's kind of like you can just beat around. So that's where I look. Or I'd go to the Night Diver by uh, yes. Tagway that's the all black with the aluminum With the style. Kudlo, yeah. Uh, you know, that would be another one that I'd look at. And I know I've gone Tagway and I'm sorry to People have everyone. just punched two shots. Um, but I, but I would say the Prowploff, but it's, it, it's it, on long-term wearing, it's uncomfortable versus something that you don't need to care about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm sweating here, boys. I'm sweating. Um, uh, my question is in your vision of the apocalypse where there's zombies and, and what do you say? Night hordes or something. Hopefully it was night hordes, not something else. Um, <laughs> in that vision, is the sun still shining? Is there still solar? I think oh, to, I know where you're you, going. You, you, you'd you'd no, be dead otherwise. You're not. You don't know where I'm going. I, I could give you guys 100 guesses and you would never guess where I'm going because this relates to one of my first ever watch trips in my life. I think I was like uh, at GQ really early days. This is maybe 2010 or something like that. So 13 years ago, I got invited to Victorinox. Yeah. For the launch of a watch that I still just quietly really really like which is the inox watch yes does anyone does anyone picture this it's sort of like a royal oak with rounded with with slightly rounded case profile but it's quite a sexy looking watch but quite weird it is quite weird well i'll tell you why i'm choosing it so the reason this trip was burnt into my mind is it was the strangest press trip ever 
the trip comprised of them starting by saying, you know, hello, welcome to the manufacturer. Today, we're going to prove to you that you, you can't destroy this watch. And then the day was a series of things they did to this watch that by the end of the day, my, my pity, my emotional, I felt so sorry for this fucking watch. It's, <laughs> it started with them going to the top of the Victorinox building, which was like eight stories high. And then the CEO was said, so today we start with the, uh, the first test. And then they, he took it off his wrist and just threw it off the edge of the building. Oh, and we're yeah. all just peering over the edge. That was the first one. And then he said, now we will take it to the, uh, he was German. Um, we'll take it to the, and then he put it in a washing machine. And by now I'm just like, okay, you made your point. There was still like seven tests left. And the one that just sealed it for me that made me think, well, if I'm ever in a pinch, I'm just going to get one of these damn watches. They had a, they, we went to the fire department. He put it down on a steel, like on a steel plate and the fire truck drove over it. Oh Jeez. my God. And this thing was still ticking at the end of this day. So I'd have an issue because it's a battery powered watch. So I'm in trouble there, boys. I'm going to have to, you know, in the scenes of like The Last of Us and those great apocalypse movies, they always find a, like a, a half gutted shop, but someone's yeah. left the batteries behind or something. I'm going to have to go and find one of those shops where all the food's gone, but there's like somehow these batteries are left. But that would be my choice because I watched that watch get absolutely brutalized. And at the end, it was it was happily ticking away. So that, that's my wow. choice. Like watch. Inox, Inox. I really like this. It's and it, you know what? It's a strap monster. It's like a thousand bucks. And its pitch is it cannot be destroyed. So if, if you like mowing the lawns with it on or riding motorbikes or, you know, any of those things that have those vibrations that really scare you about mechanical watches, it's it's just unkillable. So that's my wow. choice. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's cool. Good I question. Wasn't, I wasn't uh, thinking that you were going to get there, so I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. amazed. Yeah, wow. Good, okay, good Adrian, question. next question. So we have uh, JP, or James. There we go. We've got James. Sorry, James. I was reading a different bit. Uh, James has got a couple of questions, but th this is the one that kind of stands out uh, t to me is that he loves collecting watches, but his wife says he's, he's got too many. And he's always <laughs> loved the, the idea. <laughs> yeah, standard. Instantly, we just want to <laughs> hug this dude. It's yeah. okay. It's I, I, we, we need to be on like our own therapy session for the therapy <laughs> session for having too many watches. <laughs> Oh, spousal approval is such a vibe. He loves the idea of uh, being known for and appreciating and sharing life with one watch. Basically, he wants to be a one watch guy, mm -hmm. but he, yeah. he, he, he'll, he'll change between too much multiple of a watches. He just yeah. can't commit. <laughs> too yeah. much of a tart. <laughs> yeah. So how do you guys feel about the, the concept? Because I, I do actually feel like a one watch person i, 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 I have slightly a lot you of are, actually you're you're one um, brand person. you don't get to be captain boring <laughs> without being i mean the upside of being captain boring is you're captain loyal if i can spin it to the positive for about 10 seconds before i resume hating on it there are some upsides <laughs> of captain boring which is george he's, he's a loyal fella isn't he oh yeah adrian no, I, 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 I think it's a romantic side of I, I i like the fact that there's this little timekeeping device on, on my wrist that's kind of absorbing all of these memories that that, that i i agree that i do or all of these experiences that i have i feel like this little thing on my wrist is is kind of like you know in ghostbusters when they throw out that little box and it sucks in all, all the, yeah, the ghosts the I feel plasma. Like, yeah i feel like that's what's on my wrist and 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 that's why i like sticking with my explorer and and i just just love it um but but so you guys both have quite significant collections george pretty much owns one of everything within the no, watch world ever definitely yeah. don't. so 
So, <laughs> that, ha, ha, <laughs> not just the water world, one of everything full stop. But kind of do. <laughs> but so, so how, how do you guys, one, do you feel the desire to be a one watch person? Oh, yes. You do, George. All oh, right. I, I do, but the biggest problem is that I go on these rabbit Warren kind of explores of finding new watches. You know, being a designer, you kind of want to absorb as much as you can. I, I At the moment, I'm getting obsessed with Pierre Cardini, vintage watch design, absolutely amazing, new kind of-esque design. And I'm just like going, I don't need another watch in my life. I don't need to <laughs> oh buy one. I don't need to go. Pierre Cardin, that would be just um, hilarious, dude. No, but if you look at the original, the designs, the women's designs, the 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 type of design that he did, Jaeger Lacoutre built the um, movements for it. It was mm-hmm. a real kind of forward brand. Each time I see something, I'm like going, or I see something on someone's wrist and I'm like, oh my God, I want to explore that design. Uh, and then I go, I, I don't know, this weekend I was really focusing. I was like, I'm going to wear one watch this weekend. And I had the glass box Carrera skipper, uh, skipper on my wrist. It does have one of everything. Um, <laughs> and I, I had it on my wrist this weekend and I, I was like, oh my God, I love it. And then I don't know why I, I changed into green or something. And I was like, oh, I've got it. I've got it. And I literally changed the watch. And I was like, you Freaking idiot. George, so- <laughs> what this is, what this feels like, it feels like Adrian and I are therapists with Hugh Grant and he's explaining why he can't stop sleeping around. <laughs> it's you've kind of got that. Look, I really tried this weekend. I was I was I, I had sex with one woman for the whole weekend, but then there was this other woman. <laughs> so George, George, let's 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 put it this way. That the world is going to end. There's there's a, a, a nuclear rocket being fired from Captain Zorg. My Tag Heuer Monaco, um, uh, Bamford Tag Heuer yeah, Monaco. That's the right answer. That's the right answer. That's the one watch because it's the ultimate flex. It's the ultimate everything on my wrist. It's it's the old, if you go th- through all the watches, that would be my kind of like. Everything else has been exploded. Everything, everything else is, yeah. is destroyed. That, that, that's that, his one. We know that's the one. Cool. Right. And Andrew, how, how, how do you feel? You, do you like the concept of? A one watch collection, or or is that something that doesn't appetize you? I'm going to shout someone out. There's a guy called Dane Stokes, who we know as the Watch Vault. All oh, right, good, good dude, Australian guy. He's got a theory that people go. He what he observes that what people do is that they build up to a Grail piece, they sell their entire collection, thinking that Grail piece is going to scratch all the itches, and it does for about two weeks. And then they sell that piece and start acquiring smaller pieces again because they've missed having lots to play with. And then six years later, they're selling all their watches to get a grail piece. (laughs) And then after two weeks, they start thinking, hmm, I kind of miss having variety. So they break it down for a lot of watches at a lower price and the cycle just continues and continues. That's the best description of how I... how with well, the cycle that I feel that I'm on sometimes where it's like, I just want one. But I want to ask you a question, George, because I'll answer that by saying that um, I have spent the whole summer with one watch, like you wanting to spend a weekend with one watch. I've spent, I don't know, what is it, six weeks? How many days is that? Like 50 days or 45 days with that that Hublot, the white uh, yeah. ceramic one. I can love that. And it's pretty amazing being a, a one watch person. Like the, the simplicity, it's a little bit like Zuckerberg with his gray t-shirts. You just wake up. There's no decision. Yeah. There's no, 
there's no sort of this or that or how do I feel? It's just you put your watch on. And so I want to say to this person, JP, um, I've tried being a one watch person this summer. I really, really liked it. Um, but the one thing that's going to stop me is what stops George, which is that now it's no longer watches to me. They're no longer watches to me. I'm wearing this night surfer because it just gives me good feelings about some people I know. So watches are now just not. They're so far from objects. They're they're as you, I'm, and I'm sort of tying your answers together because Adrian, this gives me this all what this sucked in for me when this was my Ghostbusters box at Zenith was it sucked in all these memories of us designing a watch together and that's a cool thing to it's no it's not about this watch at all it's just a, a really nice little capsule of memories that I would never want to let go so even though I can be a one watch person I'm just too deep in the game to ever ever realistically be one because there's just too many memories I'd be leaving off the wrist now I'm just going to put one thing out there I when I launched the Chopard Desert Racer I I wore that almost for a month solidly. I've there's certain actually. watches watches I that I ask I, you what's the longest you've worn a watch consecutively. I know I, I, a month or two months or three months. You know, um, la- I always wear them a lot. What's interesting is I haven't got something coming out. I haven't got something that I'm connected into at the moment. So this weekend I was like a kid in a candy store. I wanted <laughs> to try on something else. I wanted to try a different wrist feel. I wanted to try a different strap. I was playing around with the straps. I was wondering. Why does this strap feel painful over this strap? Why is that buckle not working? For th- it was a bit more kind of like just resolving some things on that side. Um, I know that we've come to the end of this podcast. I think it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, we, we, we've got a whole load of questions. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we're, we're going to have to questions. roll on to the next next episode. That were too and, and, good. And, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we did two <laughs> out of all of the questions that were coming. <laughs> we will be doing this on a monthly basis of your questions, your questions to us. You probably hear us ranting and raving about this, but I want to say thank you very much for listening to us, putting up with what we say and also interacting with us. Your mm. support really means a lot to all of us at about having time it makes this happen Absolutely. so thank you so much and you're proper og because you know you we're under 200 it's uh this is still very much a ground floor scenario so you know we almost uh, would you say adrian look flicking through the names we we probably have a little bit of recognition of some of these people right oh 100 percent, yeah and it's, yeah. it's it's like when we did, did the iwc event it's like the, these names just keep coming up friends mm-hmm. um friends, friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. That, that's, that's the thing exactly your friend is your friends yeah. of ours you're part of the family and so thank you so much now um andrew and adrian um i'm sure you're going to say goodbye i just wanted to say thank you very much to our producer darren that's michael uh, as always good man you rock andrew and adrian i think we're see out. you on the next one yeah see you soon yeah bye bye, bye.